0: Welcome to Up The Riz, the Risbo-Rangers podcast. Yes, so welcome to Up The Riz, the official Risbo-Rangers FC podcast, bringing you all things Riz, both on and off the pitch. And having not so long ago gone 52 games unbeaten... We now only have to go another 48 matches without picking up a point and we'll really immortalise Riz on the Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Because, yes, it was another defeat at the weekend, making that four on the bounce. After league defeats against Milton United and Hilltop FC and the mauling in the FA Cup against Flacco Heath, uh, Riz went down 3-2 in added on time at home to Bedford Sports at the weekend following a late red card. So in this pod, we'll look back at the Bedfont match with interviews from goalscorer Lewis Toomey and an extended interview with manager Mark Eaton. We'll take a look at other results in the combined counties Premier North and we'll also throw in a pinch of non-league mate and a dash of say what. Now, up there is co-hosts are a bit like buses in that every now and again they all turn up at once. So uh, we have a full studio uh, today. Uh, here with me, first of all, uh, Ben Sturgis, a player and assistant manager, uh, rested after his week off uh, last week. How are you, mate? I
1: might have put the um, toys back in the pram. I'm, I'm back this week. So, um, yeah, all ready to go.
0: And we've got uh, Steve Tav Tavendal with us. Uh, Tav, you gave yourself a rating of eight or nine out of ten for your physio work at uh, Riz at the weekend. Hoping for even better this evening.
2: Yeah, mate. Well, listen, somebody has to turn up with an eight or nine out of ten. It might as well have been me. I was even better, to be fair, later on, our Sturge.
0: <laughs> you, you might want to explain that for uh, others who don't know what you got to up to after the match, including me.
2: Well, we've got this nasty habit at the moment, um, to be honest, all three of us, uh, whereby it, things seem to go badly. We're depressed for about half hour, 40 minutes after the game. So we start drinking to to, to numb the pain. And this time it wasn't me and Fitzy, it was me and Sturge that ended up in the craft yard, in our Risborough Polo shirts and tracksuits. Uh, and then uh, I got quite upset with the doorman at Niche when he wouldn't let us in and called us, of my French, but f***. <laughs>
0: well, that, that means a bleep goes in there or I'm ticking the explicit content box on uh, Spotify podcasting. Yeah, Thanks for that, mate. Sorry, mate. Appreciate that. (laughs) I'm just wondering, uh, I'm going to introduce, uh, last but not least, uh, we also have Mr Versatile himself with us. Uh, Not only can he play right back, but he can play right centre back as well. It's uh, Mr Joe Fitzgerald. Fitzy, how are
3: you? Yeah, all good. All good. I think you've summed up my uh, limitations of my game quite well there. Um, But yeah, all good, my friends. All good.
0: I'm wondering if uh, Sturge and Tav get a fine, do they not, for going out on a Saturday night in club kit?
3: Uh, no, I admire that. It's like promotion of the club. Um, if we can't get any points, you might have a few points. So um, fair play to you both of you, to be fair.
0: Well, mentioning no points, and I think we should keep this podcast as light as we can before we come on to the Bedfont Sports match. Uh, it did make me laugh, Fitzy, that you managed to hack into the Up The Riz uh, WhatsApp podcast group and uh, change the title from Up The Riz to More Podcasts Than Points. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it was a quiet Friday afternoon, so I thought thought I'd go into full Dennis the Menace mode and just um, <laughs> just ruin it so like it is.
0: Well, thank you for that. And uh, on on a light note, still, uh, why don't we start with a bit of this non-league, mate? So yes, non-league mate is where we look at those things that happen in non-league that can only be explained by the phrase non-league mate. Uh, Riz continues to be the gift that keeps on giving, so let's not depart too far from the script and keep it in-house once again. Uh, Fitzy, I believe you wanted to praise Riz for having undoubtedly the best fac- facilities in non-league.
3: Yeah, best facilities in the league. Uh, when Mark signed me, that's what he uh, he sold me on, was we had the best facilities in the league. Um, a WhatsApp message into the group about um, can someone bring some fans because the change room's like a sauna. So uh, I I let him have the reminder of best cities in the league to add to the long list of um, flat balls, broken nets. We then arrive and Sturge is now moving the sprinklers around the pitch um, (laughs) because we haven't got a groundsman that can move sprinklers around the pitch. So he did that for them as well. Um, You know, we've got no cut socks properly. They've all fallen apart as well. Uh, We've got no beer on tap, but yeah, no, best facilities in the league, Mark. Thanks for that, mate. It's been a worldie.
0: <laughs> uh, it was absolutely non-league, mate. I really enjoyed that in the first team WhatsApp group. Uh, it wasn't long before kickoff, was it? And a panicked message from the manager inviting someone to bring a couple of fans to try and call cool the changing room down. Sturge, that's quality, isn't it?
1: Yeah, to be fair, Mark's just thinking of the players there. isn't he? You can't knock it. Um... Gary Connolly said that he was going to be late if he went back and got a fan. So I said he's late enough as it is without going to get fans. So don't bother. It didn't really work, mate, to be honest. to change was ridiculous. That's the hottest game football I've ever played in, I'll be completely honest. That was absolutely ridiculous Saturday. So I think if we had about 15 fans in there, it wouldn't made any difference.
0: Well, it was 30 degrees plus on Saturday afternoon at Camtech Stadium and the ref had pre-arranged a drinks break after 30 minutes, at which point I spotted the assistant ref on the family side of the pitch, which was where I was, Uh, trotting across to the center circle carrying one of those fabric multi-use supermarket bags which he then placed carefully on the turf and from which he then received some refreshments for the other match officials and when he came back over uh, for the restart he said that as the assistant ref it was his responsibility to sort out the drinks for the match officials so I asked him if he'd uh, popped into Waitrose on his way to the ground uh, but he said he'd gone to Lidl and that just had all the ring of non-league to me. And that was just a, a lovely little bit of non-league, mate, in my book. Can you imagine that happening anywhere else in the football pyramid above step five? No,
3: <laughs> to be honest. No, I can't. I can't imagine Mike Dean popping down to Sainsbury's to uh, to bring the drinks on for, for his team, to be honest. No, but yeah, I mean, they're a foreign breed anyway, so they might as well crack on.
0: There was one other little non-league mate that I don't know if uh, anyone else saw, but uh, after the uh, Jack Brooker sending off in the the Farnham Town FA Cup match uh, last midweek, wasn't it? Uh, He took a bit of abuse online, uh, perhaps understandably. uh, It it looked like a red card to me. But in response to uh, one of the tweets from Farnham Town, he responded with, I'm old and slow and can only run in straight lines, so all I can do is (laughs) apologise.
2: Yeah, there's been a few there's been, been some good messages flying about, about that, to be fair. Um, in our six aside group it was it was going off the other day, saying that he clotheslined him and all sorts and him try t- saying he's got the best lawyers on the case and that they've gone to appeal. He's funny old Jack. But yeah, I mean it was a blatant red. I don't know what he's expected to get from that.
0: He looked like he kind of went to put his arm round him and and knock him to the ground, and he certainly achieved that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Did you, did you see the, one of the responses on Facebook where somebody accused him of looking like a cheese string? That was one of my favourite,
3: <laughs>
2: And it was accurate as well. Very, very accurate.
1: I had some quite good dialogue with him. I was filling him in as the tweets were coming in I, on the day after it happened on the Thursday. Obviously, it played on a Wednesday and he was like, oh, I think I'm in a bit of trouble here," isn't I? and I? Obviously, I was just filling him in with the tweets that people were sending, but I love Jack, so... I don't think it was a red personally. Bless him. I think, mate, he's just got in the way of him. I think that should be play on, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> You're listening to Up the Riz, the Risba Rangers podcast. At the weekend, Riz welcomed Bedfont Sports to the Camtech Stadium, with both sides having had a mixed start to the season and each sitting in mid-table on seven points and looking to regain some momentum. Manager Mark Eaton switched the formation to a 3-4-3 with Fitzy, Josh and Alex Sethi at the back. Peaky Sturge, Toby and Jamie Robinson across the middle. Uh, Toby coming in as a last-minute replacement for Gary Connolly. And new signing Manny Williams uh, up front, partnering Michael Harding and Lewis Toomey. Riz started brightly and should have been ahead within the first minute, but Lewis lifted his shot just over the bar. He made amends midway through the first half uh, when he broke the back line, latched onto a through ball and steered his low shot past the onrushing keeper. 30 minutes in and the ref called for a drinks break, immediately following which Bedfont took advantage of Connor being well off his line and lobbed him superbly to bring the match level. And then just five minutes later, Bedfont took the lead when Riz failed to clear a deep corner and the Bedfont player smashed home from close range to the second uh, at the second attempt, giving the visitors a 2-1 lead at half time. Harry Scott came on for Jamie Robinson, who had wilted in the heat, and he made a real impact. And soon after the restart, Michael Harding played a clever give and go, and as he ran directly into the Bedfont box, and he converted his chance well to once again bring the match level at 2-2. Michael had another good chance, as did Harry and Lewis Toomey and Sturge, who headed onto the post. And if anything, it looked like Riz was going to fashion the winner. But the game turned on 78 minutes when Alex Sethi received a straight red for a reckless challenge after the ref had already blown for a foul on Ben Peters. Bedfont sensed blood and pressed for the winner. And sure enough, deep in added on time, Riz failed to clear and the visitors scored from inside the area to claim all three points. After full time, I spoke with manager Mark Eaton, and I put to him that the red card had re- really killed off Riz.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was absolute brain dead. I mean, Alex will know better than anyone that, um, you know, he's, he's really let us down today. And You can't you can't make any other, you know, comment on it. It was literally, we'd won the free kick. We were on top. We, I mean, let's be honest, we were battering them. They were absolutely dead on their feet. There was only one winner in that game. And then um, we we get a free kick and uh, and that happens. But even then, even down to 10 men, I still thought we were going to win it. But then just so naive. I mean, just... You know, another late goal again when, you know, the least we had to do is get make sure we got a point. And uh, yeah, it's just not good enough. Um, you know, we've the important thing, we created a lot of chances today. I think we looked more energised. I think the shape was really good. And uh, there's some good performances, which makes it even more criminal that we've ended up with nothing. Um, maybe that goes, you know, happens when things are not going for you. But, you know, we've lost the ball. If you look at the goals that we've conceded, we've lost the ball in midfield, a cross-field pass. Obviously, the guys are weldy. The second one is an uncontested header again. How many times have we been talking about that? You know, we, I mean, we, we drill in the, in the set pieces, so that shouldn't happen. And then further, we got caught in possession in midfield. You know, it's just naive. we just got, that's got to go the other way, that ball. And that's just so frustrating because it's margins that win games and the margins at the moment, we're being absolutely naive. We did look under pressure at set pieces. We looked particularly vulnerable. There's no reason why not. We've got, um, if you look at the, uh, there we've got Alex, uh, Josh, Ben, Toomes, Toby, you know we've got enough uh, big enough boys in there so really that's just a case of taking responsibility, making sure you put your head on the ball first and second contact and we're all shouting that we drill the set pieces in so um, I mean there was a couple of uncontested headers again which has been a bit of a theme which we need to probably work on but you can work on set pieces as much as you like but it takes desire to someone to put their head on the ball you know and, and like in the first the first goal it's not he's had two stabs at it you know that can't happen second phase you've got to get rid of it and um, that's really frustrating because that's just um, that's just basics Alan
0: Lewis Toomey took his goal very well uh, midway through the first half uh, but he could have scored in the first minute he could have scored in the second half Uh, those chances just not going in
4: but he should have scored in the first minute I mean he was he was clean through and Lewis will know that but you know what we did look today which we haven't done we looked more dangerous I think that's one thing we can take from it I think him and Manny worked well up there I think Manny's movement was good um, quite clever in his his play and um, so you know if we're trying to sort of like hang on to any positives in the game I'm not really positive of losing the game but level of performance was a lot better uh,
0: and uh, good goal from Michael Harding and that was a really good build up to that
4: really good build up um, I think you know Harry came on um, in a probably unfamiliar position in terms of playing a bit deeper but I think he lit up the show I think he'd done really well today uh, that's how you want someone to come on and react you know rather than throwing the dummy out or, or sulking that's the reaction you want because you know you look at that now and you think well Harry you know there's your there's your opportunity so um yeah, I'm just desperately disappointed. I mean, obviously, it's a terrible run for you know that's just never happened here, and um, that's we've got to address that. and We've got to address it quickly.
0: Uh, Connor made a number of fantastic saves again. One in particular in the second half.
4: Yeah, that was a great save. I mean, unbelievable. Again, it was pretty naive defending that allowed the guy to get through. He was looking around and he's on the on the blind side, um, and he's kept us in the game in that respect. But you know, all of that good stuff. Connor's great save, good goals, chances. I mean, it means nothing. We've ended up empty-handed, and that's um, you know, football's a results business. It's not a uh, you know, it doesn't matter how, you know, you're not getting judged on performance and, and tick boxes. You've got to actually put the ball in the net and you've got to stop it going the other end. And, you know, we can't be conceding three goals at home. And what are we are asking the strikers to do? Score four every week? You know, that's just not realistic. So we've uh, we've got to tighten up a lot in what we're doing.
0: You've got a beer in your hand now, but how do you pick yourself up after this? Well, we have to. I mean, the only thing you can do, you
4: can't literally um, throw the towel in or you can't, um, you know, you've got to look at the game back, look at where we need to do better take some of the positives out of the game and um, work hard
0: Tuesday and Thursday so we're ready for Saturday So there we go Sturge that was uh, manager Mark Eaton's thoughts on the Bedfront match Um, what particularly on there resonates with you?
1: Yeah I mean as you said mate it's a great summary as usual Um, obviously I've listened to Mark's interview a couple of times now and to be honest mate without sort of I don't like to go on these things but it's a simple fact that's probably and again I've said it numerous times Uh, That's probably the worst one to take out of the last four we've lost because we've actually played really, really well, created bundles of chances, kept the ball really well. The shape worked. We talked about it all week and we're a bit sceptical about doing it. Um, But we felt that the definition of insanity is keep doing the same thing over and over again. So we thought, right, we're going to change it up. Um, I felt the back three were brilliant in the first half. The drinks breaks absolutely killed us. Something we said about in the game that, that we didn't want to happen. And we've gone 1-0 up and they've scored two goals in the space of, I don't know, it was five minutes, wasn't it? Uh, again, a, a free a free header at the back stick from a corner. The second goal set piece. And he's had two stabs at it. And obviously the first goal was a bit of a freak instant. Obviously, unfortunately, Manny's lost the ball in the middle of the park. And the lad's done well, to be fair. I like it because... Um, I'd like to think I might be able to do something similar, probably not execute it, but it's just quite intelligent. You know, he's seen Connor off then. Connor's tried his best to get back. And to be honest, he's got real no chance in the end, mate. He's been very clever. Um, and then honestly, in at half time, I gave the lads a bit of a dressing because I felt that I'd been honest in there, that I'd sat in the dressing room at halftime and I didn't actually believe that in previous games that we'd come back. I don't know what it was. There was a lack of belief in me, which is not good, but but I'm very honest. And actually said at halftime on Saturday there's only one winner here. And I did genuinely believe. Once Michael and Manny, that's a great little goal, that really good combination play, great goal. Um, We've had um, numerous chances, obviously, um, including myself. And I just felt there's only one winner. It it was very black and white. It felt like, and I have spoken to Mark today, it felt like Ridge evolved at the Camtech, where the crowd got behind you, obviously, when I first joined. And there was a good bit of momentum coming. There was only one winner. I just felt that it's a bit of a cliche, but the crowd was sucking the ball in. It got like that when I first joined. It just felt like there was a bit of a noise and finally it was right. oh, here we go. And then obviously, you can't not talk about it. Um, I've known Alex for a very long time um, and it is a very poor decision from him. Very naive. Uh, reckless is is a good way to put it. Obviously, he has apologised, um, but unfortunately in the game, when we want to run like that, uh, it can't happen. Um, and he knows that more than anyone, so I don't want to dwell on it too much. Um and obviously, the more I thought about it, me and Mark had a brief conversation. And I think maybe I got it wrong um, in the fact that I was quite keen on getting another centre-half on. And I felt we shouldn't lose the game, to be honest, from there, Al. And I've said this a couple of times on this pod and we've lost it again. And that hurts the most. I think a point when we went down to 10 men with 10 minutes to go was a minimum. And we've just been naive again. Um, unfortunately, dispossessed. And... Um, where we've, we've been here before, maybe in, in in that certain player just needs to do something a little bit different than losing a ball sort of five yards from the end of the box. And they said it through and the lad scored. And it's just honestly, was, that is the, the worst one of the season for me. And The fact that it might sound stupid when you lose 7-1 and 4-0 in a weekend, but it's the fact that we played so well and we've ended up with nothing. It is a real, real problem for us at the minute.
0: Playing with 10 men, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that we've done that or any football team has. And there's many teams that ride out the storm and regroup and manage to take it. I mean, Fitzy, why weren't we able to hold on for that point then?
3: I think that sort of sums up our season a little bit, to be honest. I think, you know, we're, to be honest, we have probably got a little bit of a soft underbelly at the moment. And, um, you know, I I come from sort of a, a background when the going gets tough, sort of you get tougher. Um, and you sort of grind all the way through it, but at the moment we sort of, I don't know, we it was almost like, oh no, like we've gone down to ten men, and now now we're up against it, sort of thing. And like I say, sort of momentum just completely swung the other way. Um, but like I said, it, it's disappointing because I think as Sturge said, there we we were so good. Um, and I think anyone that would have watched that game properly would have understood how good we were. Um, I think even you know members of their management team were saying, no, we've robbed you after the game. Um, and that's how it felt. And I think that's why it, it, it was so painful at the time, because like Sturge said, that was the worst one because it was almost, we felt we deserved three points, um, for, for our performance and we were going to get three points. And then we've come away with nothing again. And like you say, when we're on the run, we're on That's sort of, you know, the a real, a real kick in the gonads, to be honest. Um, but like I say, it, it's hard because like I say, you know, things aren't going for us at the moment. Um, and I know that's an easy thing to say, but, you know, probably nine times out of 10, the Gita doesn't pull off the chip from the halfway line. Um, you know, another nine times out of 10 last week, at hilltop doesn't drop to him in the box. It's just little things aren't quite fall in our way, if you like. Um uh, another day we probably come away scoring six or seven goals. Um we've had plenty of chances and it and it never gets to that stage. You know, the, the red card is irrelevant, if you like, if we're sort of three goals up at that time where we should have been. So it's difficult, but you know, I keep saying, I feel like I keep saying the same thing. We have got big characters and committed people in the club um that want to turn it around and we've just got to cut out basically the the sort of naivety that sometimes we have in terms of the decision making's that we make on the pitch you know the goals we give away the decisions we make you know like you say no one no better than Alex and I think Alex is an absolute massive character for us I think he's a great bloke um, and he, you know he's been excellent when he's played for us but it's a killer decision for us and um, you know it's put us on the back foot and in the position we're in we, we weren't able to deal with it properly for him almost to bail him out so it's just one of those things mate but we have to go again um, we've got no choice go again Saturday and hopefully that's that's the start of the run for us
0: and it's margins, isn't it? And Tav, you know, it was only last week after the Hilltop match that Mark was stumping up and protecting his players. You could really sense the frustration in his voice there and, and there was no uh, protecting for his criticism of uh, the decision that led to the red card.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, after the game, if the emotions were running high. Um, I, I was worried about what, what might happen inside the dressing room, frankly, uh, the, the sort of straight after the final whistle. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, to put my political political head on a little bit here and say, look, uh, it's it's more than a rash decision from from Sefi, um, and he has taken responsibility, but he's also not stupid. He knows that unless he, when he upon his return, unless he stumps up with a hell of a performance and makes amends on the pitch and sees to it that. That he he finds us three points from somewhere, the apology is 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 just words at, at that point. Look, I, and again, echo what the boys have said. I, I love I love Alex to pieces. I, I've known the bloke since I was five years old. He's he's a great guy. He's a good player. He he knows what he's done, and he he will be beating himself up to you know more than anyone else could possibly berate him. Um, but on the flip side of that, it cost us three points. You know, I honestly feel like we were going to go on and win that. Uh, there, there was there was no doubt in my mind. I mean, the, the keepers pulled off two absolute worldy saves. Uh, one from Harry. Uh, for, sorry, from Harry's uh, volley or half volley, and then Harry's had another strike that's deflected, and he's got the how he's got down to his left hand side the way that ball changed direction. I don't know, and. So like we say, when things aren't running for you, you need your big characters, people like Alex, to not just to step up, but to to take it, the game and, 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 and take the situation by the scruff. Um, Unfortunately, he elected to take half of the bed player, player, um, which was not quite what we were looking for. But yeah, look, their, their manager said, that's a smashing grab, we didn't deserve that. The frustrating thing is, and I said it after the game, I felt like we won the contest and, and in the previous games we haven't, we've, we've whimpered um, at the end and I felt like we'd won the contest and we were, we were pushing forwards and then we've lost the game.
0: You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. Well, after the final whistle, I also spoke with goal scorer Lewis Toomey and I began by asking him for his thoughts on the game.
5: My thoughts being we, we switched formation, it worked, we, we controlled long periods of the game, we created more chances than I've um, been experiencing in, in previous games. Um, we were at two all, we probably should have gone on and won the game. Unfortunately, things happened and we've given away a sloppy goal again late on to, to lose the game. And unfortunately, we need to rectify those those silly mistakes and go again next week and, and put it right.
0: Good to see you on the score sheet again. You took your goal very well.
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely. After the initial miss um, early on, which went just just over the bar, I felt like I'm definitely going to score today. It's just a matter of when, not not if. Um, obviously, to strike through his legs. That's that's always nice. Uh, and on the left foot, I should have had an, at least one more in the game though. Um, definitely in the second half, there was one where I went through and unfortunately uh, just went off the ball off balance. Um, there was a few chances to be fair for others and we had more than enough to win the game.
0: Unfortunately we're standing here saying we've, we've lost the game again. If you get that chance that you had on the first minute, if you get that in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, does that make any difference for a striker?
5: Uh, maybe, no, I, I think I should still be scoring. I've got, got certain standards myself, I should still be scoring that first chance. It's, uh, whilst it's a slightly tight angle, I've, I've got a clear sight of the far corner, I just didn't get my body over it enough. Um, the same in the second half. Um, albeit I was probably a bit more tired in the second half, that chance should still go in. I've, I've hit off balance and it's gone nowhere, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I expect more of myself. I should have at least two, if not three.
0: And how was it in the dressing room after? It was obviously a very disappointing way to finish the game.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think what I said at the start summed it up. We At Tour, we were cruising. Uh, there's, the lads are sort of happy. The manager's happy with the performance. Then we've conceded that late goal again, and it's an absolute kicking the nuts to be honest um, because recent games performances haven't been there and that's across the board from sort of front to back today performance was there but the result wasn't so yeah much much disappointment in the changing room
0: so uh lewis to there talking about uh, the bedford sports match um He looks a lot sharper. He looks like he's back from injury. There are other positives from the game as well. I mean, Manny Williams has clearly got a lot of class about him. And he looked, well, Mark's summary about uh, we look more dangerous, I think rang true for me. And Harry uh, really put in a performance for that second half, didn't he? So for me, there were quite a few positives in that match. Sturge?
1: Yeah, I mean, Toomes, Toomes, he's really come to the pie since he's had his little injury set, uh, which if we can keep him fit for the rest of the season got absolutely no doubts that he will get bundles of goals for us. Um, Unfortunately, he's now overtaken me in the goal-scoring charts, um, which is a little bit disappointing, but um, I'm sure I'll catch him up. Um, But yeah, look, Toomes is brilliant. He was good afterwards as well to have in the the old wall at Stone Mandeville. He had a few beers with us, but he's added that Toomes. Toomes, I mean, he's, he's a great character. And obviously, he's absolutely committed to turn this round, as are all of us. But there has to come a point where it has to change. I said before in the huddle that we keep talking and talking, but we're not doing. And if you don't do, the words are extremely cheap. And I think Fitzy's right, Tab's right. We've got an extremely soft underbelly in this squad at the minute, and that needs to change. Simple as that. We can't keep going on like this. There's no denying it. We can't keep talking about it and not doing something about it. It's the worst thing. I hate it. I absolutely despise it. People that talk too much and don't do anything about it. So, I'll be honest, that's why I struggled to come on last week, Al. I had to take a look and I had to say, not for me this week, because I, for one, can't keep talking about it and not doing something about it. So, um, we spoke this week, we spoke yesterday and said about training and stuff, and we're willing to give the boys a night off tomorrow, but that's not happening now. Um, You can't lose football matches and not train, so um, we'll be in again this week. And, yeah, yeah, I've, I've sort of gone off piece a bit here but maybe that's just the anger coming out of me a little bit sorry
0: well <laughs> not 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 turning up last week uh, for the pod shows a certain kind of soft underbelly to me but um isn't a podcast the definition of it talking about a lot of stuff and not actually doing anything so i mean we're all guilty of it aren't we
1: yeah but when the editor the post i had the old binoculars out i was running off to celebrate i felt like that <laughs> i was off i was absolutely gutted that didn't go in but yeah i know you're right mate it, it is I agree with what you're saying but it's just uh, I don't know it's been a very frustrating start to the season mate so we're going to try and keep it light-hearted didn't we?
0: Yeah well look and another positive that I took from the back, uh, the match was the return of Josh Urquhart great to see him back and, and that really did make a difference to us I thought
1: Yeah he's Josh he's Josh he's just a Josh every time even when I saw him in the dressing room I'll be honest I felt confident I felt confident with it. I love Josh so much like, I've got a lot of time for him um, he's a captain of the club and he didn't put a foot wrong all day did he?
0: Say what? As I said a bit earlier, we do a lot of talking about football at every level in the game. So, say what is where we try and work out whether the nonsense we talk in non league is any more nonsense than the stuff they chuck out at the top of the football pyramid. Right, so what I'll do, lads, is for each of you, I'll give you two quotes one of which is from a Riz player or a member of the management team, and one is from a player or manager in the Premier League. And all you have to do is to tell me which is Prem and which is Riz. So who wants to go first? There we go. That's a democracy in a podcast, isn't it? Joe is shaking his head vigorously as I think he needs another glass of wine before he enters this particular competition. (laughs) Uh, Tav, you can go first. I'll nominate you. So here's your two quotes. And as a little clue for all of you, after your comment last time, Sturge, you don't have to be fishing around in your recent memory uh for matches because uh, we're not confining this to this season or last season they could go back a few years so um oh, keep alive to that one bit of a clue for you so um tav
2: 1. i said i'm 0 for one is winning at the minute he he went ahead on the on the first round of this so i need to i need to come up with a result here yeah
0: but well, here's, here's your chance so you've got two quotes the first one is there's a lot of bad times in football management so when you get a good time it's special i've not had that enough but I hope there's more to come. I think it's incredible what's happened in that period of time. And tonight's a brilliant moment for us. We're making progress and we hope we can continue making progress. So that's quote one. And the second one, it's absolutely fantastic. It's just a great accumulation of all the hard work the lads have done all season. And to go from where we were from second bottom, you know, with a handful of points to getting up to where we did and now to win a trophy. I can't ask for more, it's fantastic. So, Tav, which is Prem and which is Riz?
2: Right. I'm going for second one. I think it's Riz. And I think that's Mark after uh, we won uh, the cup over at Never Stop Green against Broadfield, I want to say. And then, which means the first one, I'm going Prem. I'm looking at you. It's going to be wrong, isn't it? For God's sake. Go
4: on. Let's find out, shall we? Absolute fantastic. It's just a great accumulation of all the hard work the lads have done all season. And to go from where we were, second bottom, you know, with a handful of points to to getting up to where we did. And now to win a trophy, uh, I can't ask for more.
0: It's fantastic. So, Tav, you were spot on the money and I'm giving you a bonus point... It wasn't Broadfields, it was actually London Lions, but you're London referencing Lions, a fantastic um, memory bank you have there. It was the 1st of May 2019, Spartan South Midlands Division 1 Cup Final, which Riz won 2-0 uh, away at uh, Pancake Lane, Leverstock Green's ground. Uh, goals either side of half-time from Sam Pekin and Ben Cullen, and that season Riz won 20 out of 32 matches, and only lost five times and finished seventh in the league so um happy days and there were more happy days to come after that so um yeah, remember that that. Was i was in squad
2: that day. i was in the squad that day i remember it vividly i think uh yeah i did come on actually coming in the last couple of minutes i was uh, i was should have retired by then anyway but do you know what talking of that that was also steve not McCare's last game it was uh, that he ever played football what a legend not here if you're listening what a guy
0: what was it? It was something like 27 consecutive league seasons Unreal. he played, wasn't it?
2: Unreal, yeah. real. And so, do you know what? He still touches base now and, yeah. and, and keeps an eye on what's going on. So, yeah, not a, what, what a guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely second that. Um, the first quote was actually from David Moyes uh, after West Ham won the Europa League final in the summer uh, of this year, 2023. So, Ben, you're next up. Um, Fitzy was getting very excited there, thinking Tav had got it wrong, but um, Fitzy got it wrong, so I can't wait to get to your one, mate.
3: I'm in trouble.
0: Ben, uh, your two quotes. Uh, Here's the first one for you. Uh, Sometimes it's not always going to be, you know, free-flowing football, and we're going to play really well, but we've done today – sorry, what we've done today is done a really good job. Another clean sheet and a thoroughly deserved win. So that's quote A – and then, quote, B, you have to be really dominant. They have to work those players, and he imposed himself on many occasions, and he gave us momentum in certain moments. The team needed it, so I'm really happy for the performance. So, Ben, which is yeah. Prem and which is Riz?
1: Okay, I'm going on the wording now, because I don't think anyone in that second clip is as fluent as English as I believe. So I'm going the first one is Riz and the second one
4: is Prem. Well, let's find out, shall we? Sometimes it's not always going to be, you know, free flowing football and we're going to play really well. What we've done today is done a really good job, another clean sheet
0: and um, a thoroughly deserved win. Yes, Ben. Well done, mate. <laughs> another Two point one. to Mr. Sturgis. 2 1. 2 1 it is. So, yes, that first quote was Mark Eaton. And that one actually went back to February 2020 in the Hellenic League Division 1 East uh, when Riz beat Pennant is Green. Uh, at uh, Horsenden Lane, uh, 3-0 with goals from Marcus Wiley, uh, Brian Hall with a penalty and Josh Fox. So, um, Tav, remember that game?
2: Uh, To be honest, mate, we're talking about Foxy scoring. Foxy scored some absolutely outrageous goals, to be fair. So, I don't remember that one. Um,
0: And there were quite a lot of games when Marcus Wiley scored, so it wouldn't really stand out. Even now.
2: Do you know what? Again, we better shout him out as well because he can't stop scoring at the minute as much as it pains me. But, um, yeah, fair play. He's flying.
0: Well, he deserves it. He's a cracking footballer, a lovely guy. And that second quote, uh, Ben, uh, you have to be really dominant, etc. That was a certain Mikel Arteta after Arsenal beat Man United 3-1 at the Emirates on the 3rd of September.
1: I know my manager, mate. I knew it was Mikel. I should have called it. Well, you should have
0: called it. If you'd have called it, you would have got an extra bonus point. So... uh, but you're still oh, in the Did
2: I get a bonus point? Does that make it
0: 2-2? Well, uh, I'm going to have to look at my little stat sheet down yeah. here. I might have to contact Rob Kearney. Another shout-out for another voice, actually, uh, person around Riz. Uh, we wish Rob well and hope to see him again soon. Um, but yeah, Rob when you're back. I need you doing my score sheet here because I can't keep up with the numbers. Fitzy, you're next. I can see you you look like you're meditating. Are you preparing <laughs> for this?
3: I am, mate. I am. I've got gone to a zeng state ready for this. I'm you, terrible at things like this. I'm no good at pub quizzes, let alone when you say loads of words to me and ask me which way round is what. So I'll drink this.
0: It's not complicated. It's fifty fifty or heads or tails, you know, it's not like it's not mastermind.
3: I coach kids for a living, mate. <laughs> I'm not very well. Yeah, Yeah, badly.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Fitzy, your first quote. Here we go. Sometimes you don't get the result that you deserve. I think today was one of them days where the performance was right, but we didn't get the result we deserved. Today we brought them out of their comfort zone because we defended really well. So that's quote A. Quote B. We want to win the league. And going forward, like I say, for our ambition at the club, we can't ever perform like that again. It's really disappointing. The players are disappointed. Um, but yeah, we need to, yeah, we need to get it right. So, right. Fitzy, which is Prem and which is Riz? Yeah.
3: I think the first one could be Prem and then the second one could be Riz. And it sounds a little bit like Mark because he does um and yeah quite a few times. So that, that's what I'm going with. And he does expect us to win the league. Well, we expect ourselves. That's what I'm going with. Prem, first one. Riz, second one.
0: Before I announce the result, can I just mention, I probably should have said it earlier, that you can pitch in for a bonus point, but if you're way off the mark, you can have a point deducted. So your little pitch in about that being Mark Eaton, you're welcome to stick with that, stick or twist, or you might, you know, withdraw it and suggest that that was a really bad idea. But I'll leave it for you to have a think about.
3: He looks nervous, Al. He does. I, know, yeah. I'm, I'm swe- I am in a suit, but I am sweating I,
0: here.
3: <laughs> I, I think the second
2: one, if it, was, if it is Riz, I think that might have been Dobbo when he did his interview. Just saying.
0: And others can have points deducted as well for trying to jump in <laughs> and I'm get extra bonus points. To it.
2: All of a sudden, I've just I've lost all commitment to what I was thinking. <laughs> so I'm just going to Get back yeah, in your I just, box. i am just trying to level the scores, but I'm not risking this while solo point.
0: Right. I'm only on
3: zero Things... as well, Al. Like
0: you can't take points <laughs> of me already. <laughs> we could do. We could
3: do. Ah, oh. no, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking all right, with right. all of it.
0: All right. Well, let's find out, shall we? We want to win the league, and and going forward, like I say, for our ambition of the club, we can't ever perform like that again. And it's really sort of it's really disappointing. The players are disappointed. Um, but we, yeah, we, we need to. Yeah, we need to get it right. So, Fitzy, you were nearly spot on, nearly spot on with the money. The second quote was uh, the, the Riz, and that wasn't Mark Eaton. Tav, it was Paul Bonham. Oh, oh, It was Paul Bonham after the defeat over at Virginia Water uh, just back in August. Uh, and that first quote, that was Eric Ten Hag after the defeat to Arsenal at the Emirates uh, back on the 3rd of September. So, there oh. we go.
1: What a game that was. Uh, that was enjoyable that afternoon. Boring.
2: Not
0: for me. (laughs) So I've got absolutely no idea what the points are on the board for that, but um, it's a game for everyone. Well done for competing. Everyone took part. Well, I'll give you a little badge in the post or something. You're listening to Up The Riz, the Risborough Rangers podcast. Okay, so finally, uh, before we end this uh, episode of Up The Riz, uh, let's have a look at uh, those results from the Combined Counties Premier North Division over the weekend. I uh, have to mention top of the list, uh, Flackwell beat Broadfield United 4-0. Broadfield were sitting top of the table at that point. Um, great result for them at home at Wilkes Park. Uh, Egham Town beat Milton United 3-2 away from home. Good result for them. Uh, Rainers Lane rolled over bottom of the table, Hereford United 7-1, which uh, you could probably see that one coming. And then another good result for Virginia Water. They beat Reading City 2-1 away from home. So in terms of the table currently at the moment, uh, top few places, uh, Rainer's Lane are in first place, uh, 18 points from eight. Uh, second place, Broadfields, 15 points from seven. Third, Milton United, 13 points from eight. And fourth and looking pretty dangerous, Flank, uh, Flackwell, uh, 12 points from just four matches. Uh, Riz slipped to 14th place on seven points, having played seven, won two, drawn one and lost four. And for reference, Edgware and Kingsbury, who are in 18th place, third from bottom, have also played seven and are just one point behind Riz. So uh, if that's not a few stats to kill a happy podcast, then I don't know what is. Tav, uh, any particular eye-catching results from the weekend, or is it just a big sigh and nothing else to be said?
2: Well, uh, if To be honest, it was it was expected, especially when the result didn't go our way. Of course, results would go everyone else's. Blackwell, we knew they were going to be dangerous and they're looking dangerous. Uh, Rainers Lane, likewise. Um, Milton's the only one that surprises me a little bit. Not being disrespectful, but I didn't think a great deal of them when we played and we were just flat and rubbish, to be honest, on the day. Um, yeah, look, to be honest, it just makes you want to go and comfort eat. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, look, it's, look uh, probability dictates that at some point our luck has to turn. So fingers crossed for the weekend
0: well I'm still I've got the clip of you on the last pod uh comfortably saying that Riz are gonna go on a massive run and come back and knock on my door in a month's time so that's now three weeks time yeah so, I'll I'll, uh, knock,
2: I'll knock Alan I will knock on your door I might not have anything to say but I'll knock anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sturge those results over the weekend any thoughts from you
1: no, I think it's um special mention of Virginia Water, already. They're a proper workman-like side. I really I really appreciate what they're doing. They don't get enough credit. They're a good side. They've got some good results and they're flying. So, fair play to them. From my point of view, man, I don't look at the table until we win. There's no point. So, because it's only going to end up one way. Um, I'll stay away from that until we, we do put a run together, which I'm confident we will. Let's not um, deny that, obviously, we have got a good squad. Um, just certain areas need to be better. It's simple as that. They can't keep dwelling on negatives. It's been a very happy podcast and I want that to continue and we've got Burnham on Saturday who are going to be an extremely tough task because I've seen them. Um, I've also had a few people give me a few good reports on them so we know what to expect. Uh, They'll come to the Camtech and give us a game and obviously hopefully we can come up with a a three points mate.
0: Well, Burnham, unless I missed it, I did look on the results. It looked to me like they didn't play at the weekend, which bemuses me when we're all going to be getting to February and there's matches called off because of the weather. I mean, any idea why that was?
1: I'm not sure, mate. But the league's all over the place. Do you know what I mean, obviously, certain teams have done well in cups, which is fair enough. But I mean, we played seven. Some teams have only played three and four. So um, it, they've got a lot of catching up to do already. But again, we've got another week where we don't play on a Tuesday night. We won't go into this again. The weather's good. I don't know why we're not playing. Uh, Most of the non league pyramid is, and I think even the Spartan is on Tuesday night. So I don't really understand why we're not playing, but um, that's the least of our worries. (laughs) It's probably a good job we end.
0: Well, look, Burnham are going to be bang up for it on Saturday. Uh, Their last couple of matches, they lost uh, 2 1 to Chalfont St. Peter's and lost 4 2 to Broadfields United. So, Fitzy, they're going to be hungry for points in the way that we are.
3: Yeah, exactly. Al, to be honest, I think. I don't think anyone's hungrier for points than we are, to be honest. Um, you know, I think I think it's important not to be seen as desperate for points because that's when we sort of see these crazy decisions that we're making in games. But look, you know, we've had a bad a bad run of games um, and I don't think that we should make a man out of a molehill. You know, it, it happens at all times. You know, I, I've been in sides where... That little run of form has come in January. It's come sort of November time. It's come right at the end of the season where you really don't want it to. Like, it does happen to teams, you know. Um, Teams up and down all the pyramid have a bit of a run of games. It's just important that that run of games doesn't become a habit. Um, And like I keep saying, I I think the players that we've got, the characters we've got, won't allow that to happen. Um, And I think the gaffer, to be fair, you know, I've spoken to him, on Saturday and yesterday and he's in exactly the same boat as us. He won't allow that to happen. Um, you know, credit to Mark. He is a winner. Um, he's committed to turning, turning the ship around, if you like. Um, and he and he's, you know, he's got us, if you like, as well, that are all in with him. Um, like I say, I'm similar to Sturge. I've got no interest in other teams or the table or anything like that um, until it starts affecting us. It's still, you know... It's September. Um, it's still early doors. And I know it, it, it seems like it's very down down and sort of gloomy at the moment. But, you know, we go on a run of sort of 10, 12 games unbeaten. All of a sudden, this is sort of almost like your biggest learning curve. Um, but look, Saturday is just another, another football match. We can't build it up to be we have to win or it's a cup final or anything like that. Because the truth is, it's not. It's two teams that are about out for three points. And at the moment it's three points that obviously we need um, and we need another positive performance like Saturday, but we'll need the result to match up with it. Um, and I think we'll get that. You know, I think we played a lot better. Obviously, you know, Sturge spoke about the fans and the crowd that were behind us. sort of, And I mean, properly behind us. I mean, that's one of the first times, you know, I'm still quite a new player, to be honest. It feels like I'm part of the furniture, but, you know, I've been there less than a year. Um, and that was, that was one of the first times I really felt like they were dragging us through with a bit of momentum um and it was like you know Stash said it was almost sucking the ball into the net um and that's what we need we need everyone pulling in the in the same direction you don't need sort of bits and bobs sort of spurting out sort of other stuff you need everyone going in the same direction because ultimately we we all love and care about risborough at the moment um whether you're watching the game whether you're playing whether you're on the touchline we're all in the same boat and we're all desperate for that for that result. And I'm confident Saturday, like I say, I know, you, I know you joke about me being a confident, confident player, but I am, but I, I look around and I was joking with you about the songs I had on in the change room before him with Destiny's Child and a bit of Neo and a bit of um dancing on the ceiling and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, like I say, I, I'm not one of those downbeat sort of players, like I say, Saturday, I was upset that we lost and disappointed and frustrated, but, you know, Monday morning comes and it's like, right, I'm, I'm ready to attack the week. I'm ready to train hard for, you know, whatever it is, three hours during the week and then be ready for, for Saturday. That's what we have to be.
0: And a big thanks to the fans who were there at the Camtech on Saturday. It was a really good atmosphere. Uh, one little thing to mention, actually, apart from thanking them and for those that interact with us on X, formerly known as Twitter, on uh, at up the underscore pod, we do get some good feedback on there and uh, fans interacting, which is great. I'd like to see some more of that. Uh, also, we are now just trialling in September Uh, The RIS bus and anyone listening who's in the Risborough area, if you fancy uh, getting a free shuttle bus from Risborough town centre outside the Georgian Dragon down to the Camtech and back after full time, very welcome to do that. Just let us know if you're interested and uh, we'll get you there. We'll get you back. We'll be your designated driver and you can get into the uh, Risborough Rangers clubhouse and have a couple of beers and enjoy the match. But uh, we'd love to see a bit of that. Uh, but look, thanks very much, fellas. Thanks for being with us. Uh, it was fun this evening. Uh, thanks, Sturge. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Tav. And uh, yeah, contact us on X. And also uh, you can do by uh, dropping us a voicemail on speakpipe.com uh, We'd love to hear what you think. So we'll see you for the burner Match at the Camtech on Saturday. Up there is. This has been Up The Riz, the new official Risper Rangers FC podcast. Catch us on Spotify podcasts and Apple podcasts and follow us on Twitter at uptheriz_pod. underscore pod. See you next time. Up The Riz. Was that hard work, Joe, after a, a long day and a couple of glasses of wine? No, um, I'm just
3: like, I've got one, like, I brought this light, I don't know if I can show you, I don't know if I can flick it around, but I brought I brought this light, which is looks great and it looks alleged, but it pumps out about 400 degrees, so when you look suit, I'm literally sitting under this, sweat.
1: <laughs>
3: I got my, I thought, I, was, I don't know, I thought it was Ali G and thought, yeah, I fancy a bit of blue, I've got one here that matches it and that's 400 degrees as well. So um I'm, yeah I'm sweating my nuts off I've got about I've got no more wine left in my bottle either. <laughs>